Hello, and welcome in on this beautiful Thursday night. You're listening to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. You can go check out some of my latest work on my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see my packages, to my articles, to my photos, to my graphic design, pretty much anything that I'm doing these days. For today's show, for segment number one today, we're going to talk about Eduardo Escobar, and he's going to be uh, another player as we continue our spotlight review, as we take a look at every player on the Diamondbacks roster until opening day, pretty much break them down, how they played last season, and what we expect for the 2020 MLB season. And then for segment number two today, you guys are going to want to stay tuned because we got our very first Thursday game today. We're going to call it Themed Thursdays. That's when you guys send me some questions, some topics, uh, just basically about the Diamondbacks. Anything you want to get off your chest and what you want to ask me, just send them into our email or Twitter. They're both called Locked on Diamondbacks. Uh, well, they're both called Locked on Diamondbacks, and that's the email and Twitter, Locked on Diamondbacks. But first, if your company is interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 to 44. So if you want men between 18 and 44, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. So email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com. Oh yeah, and also email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com for our themed Thursday segments. Now, for segment number one today, as I just mentioned, we're going to be talking about Eduardo Escobar in our player review, spotlight player review. And Escobar, you know, he came over in that Minnesota uh, Twins trade a couple years ago. Uh, All the Diamondbacks had to give up was some young prospects, Joan Duran, who's a pitcher, and then two outfielders, Ernie De La Trinidad and Gabriel Maciel. And none of those guys have even seen the majors yet. So get a guy. So getting a guy like Eduardo Escobar has been pretty huge for the Diamondbacks. He's been able to solidify that third baseman position because he's honestly been a godsend. I mean, Mike Hazen pulled the trade off midseason. Uh, Jake Lamb, you know, who's a fan favorite here in Arizona, he went down with injury. Eduardo Escobar stepped up, and the rest was history. Uh, Eduardo Escobar last year batted 270 with 35 home runs, 18 RBIs, and 94 runs scored. That's pretty impressive for a guy like Eduardo Escobar, who only had 20 home runs in each of the previous two campaigns and never even uh, scraping the surface of 20 home runs before that. And he's 30 years old right now, so there's a lot to be questioned about with Eduardo Escobar. A lot of people wonder uh, wonder whether last year was a fluke, whether he was a one-hit wonder. He's on the wrong side of 30 now, which is never helpful. But he was able to parlay last season into a new contract. And I think the Diamondbacks really got over him, honestly. Uh, The Diamondbacks were able to re-sign him to a three-year, $21 million extension. And when you really look at that, that's a bargain for a guy who had 35 home runs, drove in over 100, almost scored him uh, 100 himself. $7 million a year is nothing for a guy like that in an, in an extension. 
So you're definitely going to be happy if you're the Dimebacks. And considering what you gave up for the guy, you gave up practically nothing. I mean, these are prospects. They're still young. So we don't know yet if they're going to materialize into anything. We're still waiting to even make them make uh, uh we're still waiting for them to even make the majors and see what they can do on the next level the professional level and see what kind of value they could bring to a team like the twins but as of right now that, that trade was a straight up fleece seems like mike hazen's always getting over someone i mean eduardo escobar is a switch hitting bat playing third base and he, he he's been great and he's been versatile for the Diamondbacks. been able to play few different positions over the diamond uh second base shortstop third base he's been able to almost do it all uh bad dh when they go to the american uh, american league so he's been very valuable in that aspect and then let me read some crazy numbers that eduardo escobar has so i'll show that he has so you can see the importance that he has to the team so you can really see the value of eduardo escobar uh, Eduardo Escobar last year batted 329 in wins and 199 in losses. He wasn't even above the Mendoza line when they lost games. His OPS was 1,006 when they won games and 630 when they lost. So basically, when this guy is on, the Diamondbacks are winning games. He's a stud, and when he's playing like a stud, the Diamondbacks are playing like a team of studs. And if he can continue to do that in the 2020 MLB season, it will be critical for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And that is a big question that a lot of people have. Like many on this Diamondback roster, a lot of people think he can regress. They think he might be a fluke. But I tell them, you're wrong. He's been steadily he he's steadily been getting better the last couple of seasons. I mean, I mentioned those home runs. He didn't, uh, the reason he didn't have 20, at least 20 in those previous campaigns is just because he wasn't as good of a, of a hitter as he is now. Like with Christian Walker, he had to learn how to hit. He had to go through hitting mechanics, talk to different people, see different hitting philosophies. It's really part of this whole era we have now in baseball, you know, with mechanics, uh, mechanics and launch angles. There's a lot of things that we realize that go into your hitting, and players didn't really realize that as much previously. A lot of it was just straight-up raw talent or steroids, <laughs> one or the other. But Eduardo Escobar is a guy who has been uh, just a godsend, like I said before, and I think he will continue to, uh, continue to man third base. I think he will be productive in 2020. Obviously, he didn't end the season so hot. I mean, last season, he, he started the year batting 300 in the first half. Nearly 300 is 298. And then in the second half, his batting average dipped down to all the way to 240. So that's where people really get that question. Uh, can he maintain it throughout a whole season? Is that 240 really who he is? Or is he closer to that 290 guy? I personally think he's right in the middle. He's a career 260 hitter. So that puts him right along. <laughs> that actually puts him right in that area. And I think he's going to be uh, consistently around there next season as well. I think he'll be around 260 to 270. Another 25-plus homers, 90-plus runs. I think he will be pretty close to what he was last season. If he could continue playing that solid defense and giving you that steady offensive production, he will continue to man third for at least the next three seasons while he's under contract. 
Now, stay tuned for uh, segment number two today. We'll be answering your guys' questions that you sent in to me after this quick message. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Diamondbacks is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Diamondback fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach out to local podcast listeners. And not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Dimeback fans in a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back for segment number two today as we play our first Thursday game of the year. It's called Theme Thursdays, and we'll be answering questions sent in to, you, uh, sent in to me by you via either email or Twitter. Uh, you can reach me both at LockedOnDiamondbacks, but the email's at gmail.com, LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com. That's where you guys can send me questions for every Thursday where basically anything you want to get off your mind or your chest, I'll be breaking it down and answering it for you right here on the podcast, Locked On Diamondbacks po- uh, podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So let's jump right into it. The first question. How does our lineup stack up with the rest of the NL West? Well, I think it stacks up pretty favorably, honestly. I think we're clearly better than the San Francisco Giants. Giants only had one guy bat at least 270 last year. and No one hit over 21 home runs. So they really didn't get too much production out of their lineup. Uh, Madison Bumgarner did not get a lot of run support. Maybe that's why he came to the Arizona Diamondbacks. But I think we're clearly better than them. I think we are better than the Padres, but the Padres are young. I think they underperformed a little bit last year. I think the Padres have potential to have a better lineup than the Dimebacks in the 2020 MLB season. But if I had to put my money on it today, I would say the Dimebacks because they just played a little bit more consistently last season. And I just really like the players on their roster. I think they're going to perform pretty consistently and perform to where they played last season. But if the Padres can step up, I think they might have a better lineup. I think the Rockies are probably the most comparable team in terms of players. And I would probably say they are the better lineup, but just by a hair, only because they have guys like Nolan Arenado, who might be the best player in the league. Probably not. Probably after Mike Trout and Christian Yelich and Mookie Betts, but I would probably have him fourth. Then you got another guy like Trevor Story. So if I just had to rank the lineups, I think they would have the two best players with Ketel Marte coming in a close second, but Nolan Arenado is by far the cream of the crop there. So I would have to go with the Rockies, and then it's no-brainer. The Dodgers are the best team, the best lineup in the NL, maybe in baseball. And <laughs> let's knock on wood real quick, guys. Let's pray that they, that uh, Mookie Betts trade doesn't go through. Let's pray that it falls short. 
Because we don't need to see them get a guy like Mookie Betts. That would just be killer. All right. Next question. What would you grade our lineup and rotation? I think I would give them both a B. Uh, I give the lineup a B just because it's not a lot of star power. You got Ketel Marte, who was a stud last year. You got a lot of guys who were productive last year, but not a lot of big-name guys, not a lot of sexy names that a lot of people could hang their hat on and say, hey, I know that guy. Not a lot of box office guys, even though Ketel Marte and some other guys are fan favorites, and they play like they should be box office. They don't have any big names on their roster that could draw in the attention of fans i think that kind of goes into how well your lineup is so i think i'll give their lineup a b just because you never know so many people think they could regress and why is that because their players don't have a long track record of being consistently productive but i think i basically give them a b because i think they can go either or i think they can go upwards of an a and i think they can go uh below a c plus or worse so for now, I'll give them a B. And then for the rotation, it's very uh, similar in my analysis. I'll give it a B as well just because you have Madison Bumgarner who leads it off, but he's on the wrong side of 30, coming off arguably his worst season of his career. But he's still your ace, and I still trust him. And then you have a lot of unproven guys, a lot of young guys like Alex Young, Luke Weaver, Zach Gallen. I like them, but they're still unproven. So if they... If a couple of them break out, then this B can go to an A, but it's like the same thing. If the young guys don't pan out, then this B can go to a C plus or worse. Next question, will Ketel Marte continue his MVP caliber play? You already know I got to say to that. Hell yeah. Ketel Marte was a beast last year. 30 homers, batting 300, fourth in MVP voting. All-star, I think this guy's going to continue to play with his hair on fire. I think he's motivated. He was kind of an overlooked prospect. He wasn't even the centerpiece in that trade we made with the Mariners. So I think he's trying to prove everyone wrong. Still trying to show people that last year wasn't a fluke, that he can continue his play and still perform like a beast on the field because that's what he is. Next question, what new outfielder will play better? Cole Calhoun or Starling Marte? I'm going to go with Starling Marte. Cole Calhoun was a nice pickup, 30 home run guy, but I don't think he has as many tools as a Starling Marte. I think Starling Marte plays the field better. Two-time go glove winner, even though he's coming off a down season. Uh, defensively, I think he's a little bit of a better hitter, more consistently hits for more average. Uh, he doesn't have the pop that Calhoun had, but Starling Marte's no... Uh, scrub in his own right. He could get you 20 to 25 homers by himself. He could swipe you another 20 bags. So he's a great base runner. He could get on base. He can score runs. So I think he'd just do a little bit more of everything than a than a guy like Cole Calhoun, who's a little bit more single faceted, uh, more just a power guy than a Starling Marte, who can do a little bit of everything. So I think he will be the better outfielder in the 2020 MLB season. Who needs to step it up to get the players to where they need to be or get the team to where they need to be? I'm going to have to go with Carson Kelly. I think he's really the critical piece. He could, I think he's a real linchpin, a kind of a dark horse guy that people are forgetting about on this roster. He was a guy, he's, he's under 25. He's the catcher. He had 18 bombs last year in 111 games. And I said on the previous podcast a few days ago, 111 games by catcher has only been t- done twice in the previous 20 seasons, so 
What he did last year is low-key remarkable for the Dimebacks. It's one of their better seasons they've had from their catcher. I just think he's really young, and I think he has a lot of potential. And if you could get consistent production from your catcher position, I think it's just such a game-changer and X-factor because not too many teams get all-star kind of production from their catcher. I mean, you saw the Giants when Buster Posey was lighting it up. That's when they were winning all their World Series. So I think if Carson Kelly could be... No, 75% of what Buster Posey is. I think he will be critical to this team. And then last question, what is the over-under of over-under on wins for the 2020 MLB season? I think if I was Vegas, I would have the over-under at 87 and a half wins. I think that's a great number. They were right around that last year. They made some uh, critical trades and acquisitions this offseason that I think will bump them up a few wins. A lot of people think they could get to 90. Some people think they're still going to be around, you know, that 87 range. I think 87 and a half is a great number to be at. I think I would bet the over because I really do think if everything breaks right for the Diamondbacks, they could get 90 to 92 wins. So if I put my money on it, you should put your money on it. Over 87 and a half wins for the Diamondbacks in the 2020 MLB season. If your company is interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 to 44. So if you want men in that age in that age range, this is your spot. Plus our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com. Now, thank you guys for listening to tonight's show on this beautiful Thursday night. Tune back tomorrow where we'll finish up the week with some D-backs coverage and news, and we'll take another look at another player in our Spotlight Player Review. I haven't decided yet uh, who I'm going to look at tomorrow, Uh, but it will be, (laughs) of course, a starter in the lineup. And you know what? I just thought of who I'm going to look at tomorrow. It's going to be David Peralta, guys. So tune in tomorrow if you guys want to hear your David Peralta spotlight player review. Thank you guys for tuning in. Peace.